Greetings, flaming heathens and burning heretics, and welcome to, uh, well, we're renaming it this week to In the Fucking Hot Box, because I'm sweating like fuck, it's way too hot, it's the middle of September, and, and it's just not fucking right, so, and the, the, the two opposite me look hot and sweaty and all, so it's not just me. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in my shorts in September, it's not right. Look, if you weren't on camera, I'd, I'd be in a thong, to be perfectly honest with you, so... <laughs> It's just, it's just fucking wrong. Well, to anyway. be honest, I can't, I can't see that that part of you. So you might as well be if you want. You I, I'm not, I'm not wearing any shorts. I'm just come naked from the waist down. <laughs> I wonder what that smell was. I can go through Zoom. Um, it's uh, it's August roundup time because we didn't do it last month with July, which you, you know bloodstock was in the way and, and and all that kind of shit. But July wasn't great anyway, so we we can draw a line under that and we'll move on to August because... I'm, I'm sick of bloodstock being used as an excuse. Shut the oh, up. you know, in, inflation's out of control. Yeah, it was bloodstock, mate. It, like, it was, it was. You know, schools are crumbling. Oh, it's bloodstock. You know, everyone was everyone was at bloodstock. I had a cold for two weeks. It, it was bloodstock's fault. It was probably... I don't know whether it was COVID or AIDS or what, but either way, it got me for a couple of weeks. You can't say that. No, I don't... I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Even I didn't have a cold, so uh, I'm not sure we can use that excuse. You've just, fucking... you've just lost us listeners. <laughs> the cold lingered around for like two weeks, just wouldn't disappear. It's like a cough. I, look, it could have been COVID. I, I don't know, but he, he probably picked up from the, uh, the the cesspits that were the toilets on the Sunday afternoon. But before before we before, before we go on any further, I, I saw a news article the other day. From uh, I think it was Metal Hammer or Music Radar. Again, Rob sent it to me. Dave Mustaine interview. <laughs> He's done it again. Oh, I know what you're gonna. I know exactly what you're gonna say. Yeah, and it's Dave Mustaine. I don't talk about Metallica anymore. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> you just fucking did. You know, he just like. Where does he yeah. get off saying shit like that? He, he's got no self awareness whatsoever. That man. But you wouldn't have him any other way. It'd be boring if he wasn't that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I just, it's just, you know. If he carried on drinking the way he was and all that, he'd have he'd, he'd have been long gone. So you know, well, they all would have, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I would have. Well, yeah, probably. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm now like it's now it's a full month for me off the source. That's so, that's uh... quite impressive, to be fair. Fair play to you. I I, I don't think I could do it. Really and the time. cigarettes. My 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 job brings way too much stress that it's just sometimes it's just a necessary evil, but. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Look, you're going to be living in a dry country soon, so you may as well get used to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm thinking of going out into the desert every 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 weekend and just being at be, being in, being at, being there on my own with my demons. You're going to whip yourself, aren't you? We, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we don't we just listen like to that. Papa Roach. <laughs> anyway, shall we? Um, let's let's talk about some of August releases because. I, like I said, July wasn't the strongest month, but August, certainly the second half of August, has been has been quite a bit different. Um, we may as well start off with Urn, A Feast on Sorrow. That came out on August the 11th while we were at some festival that we're not now a lot allowed to talk about, apparently. But we reviewed it anyway, and we've, we've had our say, but we've now lived with it for about a month. And um, I think it's it's just, for me, it's just got better and better. The more I've I've lived with it, well, we, we had it for about four weeks before release, but now just listen to it day in, day out, and I put it on in the car quite a lot. It, I haven't got sick of it. It's just, I don't know, it just keeps getting better and better every time I listen to it. So, Padre, you've had a chance to have a bit of a listen to it now, haven't you? What did you think? Because you're not familiar with them before. No, I'm not. Um, I, I, I quite I, I quite like it. I think there's a lot of really good riffs in there. Um, I think it reminds me of Opeth. Yeah, the proggy elements are in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and but also just the um, the way that some of the the songs take a turn, but they're not just very linear. Um, but yeah, like things like a, a stumble of words is a great song, and the flood came rushing in. I really like that. I mean, a stumble of words is eleven minutes long, but it doesn't really feel like eleven minutes. So yeah, I mean, I definitely would uh, recommend it. Um, what else did I like? Uh, to die for, to die twice. Sorry. That was a good, uh, um, that's a good, good album, definitely worth checking out. I mean, I need to go and listen to it again, or just have it on in the background when I'm doing shit. But yeah, no, definitely worth worth checking out. Strong, strong album. 
yeah, very strong. It's 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 my album of the year and well produced as well. Oh, the the production is is some of the best I've heard, especially for a three piece. You just you just hear everything coming through so clearly. We said it on the reviews. Yeah, one of the best productions I've heard in a long time. But um, and you got bored of it yet? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything sort of different to say. It's, it's a great album, and you know, it's expansive. You're always finding little things here and there that you might not have heard before. Um, but even so, it's still not quite wormed its way into me yet because it's, because it's that kind of album. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, gonna it's, just it's gonna worm its way around your head for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not an album I can listen to a lot. It, it, it's because it's quite it, it's quite uh, it, it just feels like a sort of um, I don't want to say it's hard work, but you've got to you've got to engage with it. It's not saying yeah. it's, I don't for me. It's not a background listen. No, I mean lyrically, it's clearly so deeply personal and, and and if you if you listen to those lyrics and you just think oh fucking hell this does have a tendency to, to bring you on a bit of a downer but you kind of understand why it's all it's all there I, I love the fact it goes full circle as well in terms of that cycle of dementia it's it's so well written and, and lyrically it's it's so strong that that we just need to be proud that they're British South London and, and absolutely setting the world on fire. And, and I think this time next year, we'll be talking about them in a very different light. So it's all good, but we'll leave that there because we, we, we talked it to death. We'll just keep listening to it for the rest of the year. And at the end of the year, when we do our top 50, 60 fucking albums of the year, um, it's going to be at the top for me anyway. So, um, so next then we'll go with horrendous ontological mysterium. Say that slowly came out on August the 18th self-released, I believe. Um, I didn't spot a label. So um, look, before I go to, to you, I, I'd heard a couple of songs before this released and it was like, this this is interesting, but it's going to be challenging. They they seem to be called a death metal band, but I don't really, I, I, I don't really get that. I No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, for me, they, they, they sound more like, what I would think, what I would refer to as Prog 1988. Um, it's more, you know, think of uh, and Fate's Warning and, you know, those kind of bands, but much more aggressive. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of sort of proggy vibe it's got to it. And I think you're, I think they're raspy vocals. They're not, but they're not death metal vocals. So no, I, 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 no. I don't get that label. It's for me, they're a prog metal band, absolutely. Um, that's got and it's got it focus on, on that late 80s vibe with some shred, I think. There, some and a bit of funk. I suppose you've got some similarities to bands like Cynic and Atheist who did that kind of progressive death metal type of thing, yeah. But I think Prog might be a little bit lazy. I mean, it's one of those albums that I listen to and I just think this is this is an incredible piece of work but I can't quite put my finger on why I, I'm not blown away by it. I think in six months' time, I will be. It's it's a difficult one because for me, I was initially what I'd heard hadn't grabbed me. And then I heard a track called uh, Preteration Hymn. I'm not even sure. I'd, I've heard that word before. Um, I'm probably not even pronouncing it right. Probably but not. That, that grabbed me a bit more, but that was a bit less technical, a bit less prog. It was a bit more straight up. And it thought, I thought maybe I'll, I'll, I can give this a go. I, I'm, I'm honestly not too sure what to think of this album. I mean, my, I can see why people are raving about it. Yeah, completely. Um, I absolutely can. But I'm, I, I've struggled with it, if I'm honest with you. Um, I, 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 I I like the guitar sound of it. I'll say that now. So the production and the guitar guitar sound, it's got that 80s kind of, like I say, that 80s arena metal, but heavy, I might sound off, you know, heavy metal, but it's it's a very distinctive kind of 80s metal sound that they've yeah. managed, managed to sort of get, but, you know, it's it's heavy, but it's it's still clean. But and it's a real bugbear of mine. They've used that flat bass sound that you get with a lot of funk metal bands 
bands and shred bands that I really can't abide outside of that. And I think with what they're doing, for me, it just grates, if I'm honest with you. Well, that just sounds like a you problem. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't notice that, to be fair. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that, that is me. I think I think I like my bass to be a bit thicker and a bit more firm, I suppose. Um, yeah, like you say, it goes in all sorts of different directions. It, it's it's unique. It, it it's does certainly it unique. Does. It's certainly unique. There's, there's, yeah. I don't I remember just, hearing anything like it many yeah. recently. But I think it's a Marmite album. Um, and I think at this stage, it's probably going to be a Marmite album I don't like. Potentially. You see, I think I think I'm the other way because I keep going back and listening to it, but I I can't I just can't pinpoint what it is I like about it, and I also can't pinpoint what it is I I don't like about it. It's it's I I, I love a challenging listen because these days we we get you know sometimes you listen to an album and you can write it off within thirty seconds of the first song. Yeah. So you think, no, nah, that's not my thing. But an album like this has got a completely different well, challenge, for want of yeah. a better word. There's it, it sounds a little bit like they've all gone into a studio and it's like a blues jazz jam session and, and they've yeah. grown Again. songs out of it. And I, I really like that. And I'm going to keep listening to it because I just think something's going to click at some point and we'll be talking about it in December as one of my top 10 of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe not, but... Yeah, I, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I, I, there's a track track on it called Aurora Neoterica and there's a real sort of chilled out bit during that where they kind of just pull back and it's it's a bit spacey it's quite open and free and light and i i liked that and that's not normally what i would go for and it kind of i don't know if it's it's the kind of thing you know other prog, prog bands do just to break things up but it just felt quite natural and quite appealing as and I, I don't know when 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 that's kind of the bits i like more than the riffs i don't know yeah, I, th- I, th- I think everyone should listen to this album um, because, yeah, it's it's not like anything I've heard before. I just don't know what to think of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you're completely right. Have, these days, having something that's that's unique is a rarity, and part of me thinks is this is this what modern progressive metal should sound like? Maybe it is. I I don't know, but I. I think we'll come back to it in December and I do think there's something in it. I'm just going to, I am going to love it. And it might be one of those. I might just, I might get it on vinyl so I can <laughs> just sit, just listen to it that way. Right. Cause I've only listened to it in the car. So I think if I, if yeah, I put yeah. it at home and sit down and listen to it vinyl, I, I think I might get a different appreciation. And as wanky as that sounds, I've, I've had that with a few albums recently that no, you listen to them properly and you get a different experience. So We'll see. We'll see. But it's it's definitely it's definitely a very it's definitely the most interesting metal album I've heard in a long time because it's completely unique. So fair play to them for that alone. Next up, then same date, August the eighteenth, Orbit Culture uh, released Descent on Seek and Strike. Um, I really like Orbit Culture. I think what you know they started off as just a one man band. I, for the life of me, I can't remember his fucking name, which is really poor, but. Started when he was like 16 in his bedroom, banging out this amazing stuff. And they've now become a, a proper full-time band and touring band. And they've just done the UK with Trivium. Caught them last year at Bloodstock. They were really fucking good. But I think this album has taken them on to another level. And I, I, I think it's a bit divisive. I haven't actually heard your opinion on this yet, either of you. I don't know if you both listened to it, but what do you reckon before I have my say? I, I really like this album. This is one of my favourites of the month. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's got, I mean, this is, uh, you know, it's got that, for me, there's a very 90s sound that, what I think of as cyber riffing. Um, and yeah, I, I will I will think of bands like Fear Factory and Strapping Young Lads. You fucking went there, didn't you? Yeah, you I did. Fucking went there. I did go there. But like I say, they're, I'm not, I'm, they're not clones of those bands. I think it's just the approach to their, their guitar production that I think, uh, and riff style, but... It reminds me. Um, but the thing is, is it's the choruses. Those choruses fucking huge. You know, they know how to just build up with the verses um, and just sort of open up to something really majestic, um, you know, and, and, and use those, those guitars accordingly. But it's also that kind of sound where they can actually like pull things back 
and again chill out just for a bit where they need to and it just yeah. fits and flows um but yeah i mean it's 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 the fact that songs are catchy really yeah, catchy. It's, it's full of hooks um, the whole album is full of hooks and like you say it is in the choruses yeah and I think that's the thing, you know, I think that, you know, the one, two of Sorrow Up from the inside, it's like, oh, we've got a big chorus. Oh, we've got another big chorus. What yeah. the hell? And then, like I say, Vultures of North. And I think for me, that is where I, I do feel certainly that song on its own, there is a bit of Fear Factory there because it just pummels you. It just hits you hard. It just it just goes for it um, and doesn't quite do the same sort of chorus. But that's good. You know, you've got that breakup and you've got that, you know sort of different approach there it's not just a you know a chorus led sort of album that's um you know focused on that but yeah it's it's one of my favorite releases of, of the month definitely um they're a band who could be massive they could be so much so big i think they could um, yeah because i think they've yeah. got they've got um they've got an accessible edge that that a lot of those sort of bands like you talked about like strapping young lad and i'm not mentioning the other lot you mentioned um They've got an accessible edge that a lot of bands these days don't have. For me, they remind me of late nineties Darkane. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, I can see you that. Know, yeah. And you're right, and Darkane have got similarities with Strapping Young Lads. So I, I, you know, that that kind of makes sense. But it's like if Darkane did a black album, this is what it would sound like. It's got that kind of that sort of that that almost commercial touch at times and and like you say in the choruses the one for me is the isle of fire that that chorus is so anthemic and his clean vocals i don't know if he's got effects on them whatever it may be but they sound really good they fit with the music yeah that's the that's drama it. there's a lot it's, of talk about production and pro tools and this and that but if it's very you, produced isn't it yeah it is but it works for what they're doing yeah that's yeah. that's the thing is so much metal. No, I don't, I wouldn't want that kind of production. But for these guys, that's yeah. fine. It, it works a treat, and it just sounds massive. And they've, like I said, they've just done this UK tour with Trivium. By all accounts, it sounds like they've gone down an absolute fucking storm every night. So hopefully, that'll mean they'll come back in the new year. We'll get some headline shows, four or five hundred capacity kind of venues. I think they'll be amazing. But- like you say, they've been making, well, you know, the name Orbit Culture has been making albums for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So there's no reason that they should not be at a, a, a decent professional level of what they're yeah, doing. Completely. This is now their yeah. breakthrough, I think. This is when they'll make the, the step up to yeah. the level, you know. So, uh, yeah, festivals next year, I would have thought they'll do the summer run, probably some main stages at smaller festivals, hopefully Bloodstock with a bit of luck, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. If we take if we take Urn out of the equation, because that's that's an anomaly. This is probably my favorite album for the month so far. Well, yeah, agreed. Overall, yeah. It's, it's it's a fucking banger. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad we agree on that. Um, right. So August eighteenth, still same date, same day that came out. Uh, Cruel Force, Dawn of the Axe. Padre, I, I hope you've listened to this because this is so far up your street. It, it, it the smell of your arsehole. It's it is Show No Mercy era Slayer. It really is. With with that little bit of speed metal thrown in there for good mix, but all thrash, dry ice, studs and leather, the full works. The artwork is great as well. Fucking absolutely love it. And it's on Shadow Kingdom Records, who gave us Bloodstar earlier in the year, and Leather Bitch. So there you go. Don't shake your head. I haven't listened to it. You need and to. I will. Yeah, I will go. Away. I have been focusing mostly on Doomsday and Celestial. Uh, uh, can't remember uh, Celestial Sanctuary. We 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 will get to them. But um, and what do you think of this Crawl Force album? Up your street? It's all right. Yeah. Um, hasn't grabbed me massively, but yeah, like you, like you say, it's that kind of slay, early early Slayer, bit of speed, uh, bit of sleaze as well. Little bit, it's a little bit, um, in there. yeah, yeah. Look, yeah it like, it's not a wheel changer, is it? Yeah, no, not at all. And, and as a result, it's not something you know. I don't. I think I think the songs are solid, um, but it's not. It's not an album that's, that's for me is like you know a classic at all. Or so I haven't really given it a great deal of extra attention. But um, yeah, I can probably see myself sticking this on here and there, um, enjoying it. You know, it it does fit very nicely. I think with, with a lot of the. The dying victims um 
stuff. You know, they're very they're, they're similar labels in that regard. So, uh, oh yeah, I do I mean... apologise. I do, I do apologise. I have listened to it. I've, oh, there you go. Too many too many names. Like I I just checked, checked it on Spotify. No, it's the album cover that triggered my memory. Great album cover. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, yeah. dear God, yeah, yeah. Shame and mercy. Haunting the chapel. De- definitely that early Slayer sound. Just blistering speed um yeah um yeah definitely worth checking out um i like it they've just reissued an old album as well because they, they, they were actually active from 2008 to 2012 i think they reformed in 2019 they've just reissued an album that came out in 2010 called the rise of Sat- the rise of satanic might as well which is very much the same thing but it's a lot more raw and i, th- I think it's almost better than dawn of the axe mm-hmm. so they're they're a band that i've definitely got some intrigue and in. i think i'm gonna sort of dig out some more there's, there's probably some fucking eps and demos and all kinds of shit out there so um yeah ones to watch i think but yeah you're right shadow kingdom records that they they're very similar to dying victims with the kind of stuff they release and this this is just another one that it's all about speed metal for me this year it's been a great year for it so i'm you know yeah i'm all for it i'm all for it so yeah check them out if you like early slayer go and check them out it's great fun Again, same date, August the 18th, Spirit Adrift, Ghost at the Gallows, came out in Century Media. There was an awful lot of fuss around this album when it came out. Yeah, it was yeah. like, to fuck, it was, you know, across social media, everyone was loving it. They're a band I'm familiar with, previous couple of albums. I'm like, yeah, they're all right. They've never really sort of blown me away. And this album's been a bit of a grower. I wasn't taken by it at first. But I think a few listens in... I, I do really like it, really like it. It's, it's not going to be top three for me for the year, but I do really like they're doing. It's got that mix of, you know, classic Metallica, 90 COC. There's a bit of grunge in there, a bit of hard rock. It's, yeah, they, they've done what they've done really well. And it's it's got some great catchy songs. It's, it's a really good kind of package, but maybe not quite the hype that it's, that it's got. Now, what do you think? I, I don't know. I mean, the honest truth is I'm not sure that maybe quite simply this is my sort of thing. Um, it's it's it is heavy metal, but it's that kind of very American flavored heavy metal where um, there's a lot of lot of um, blues influence. And I think we talked about the differences between American heavy metal and European heavy metal. With Europe, you've got a lot a lot of um, background in in classical and folk that underpins yeah, yeah, the sound yeah, yeah. with America. Yeah, it's it's the blues, it's groove, it's it's that kind of rhythm. But that's that's their approach. And for me, this is a very, very heavily on that blues, it leans. Um, yeah, there's a lot of blues. It's got that yeah. southern feel. You've always got that blues. It, yeah. yeah. And and I think they, they, they do that very well. And I think, like I say, they've got those choruses and they've got the appropriate production. But I think it just comes down to that's not so much my thing. It's not so much I, I can do as much. You know, if it was riffy like Pantera or Lamb of God, potentially, but because it's just a bit more laid back, a bit more, I don't know, soulful. Yeah, yeah. Speak, um, that's, it's fascinating something that always clicks with me as well. So it's probably, it probably is a bit more up my street than it is yours in that. I sense. think so. Yeah, ultimately, I think my opinion should basically be disregarded on this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I disregard your opinion on leather bitch as well. So you know, yeah. add that to the list. It's fine. Um, but I think they're, they're they're ones to watch though because there is a big fraud around this album, and and they probably will get a bit of exposure from it, and no doubt they'll they'll pick up some good tools and things like that. So. I think they will do well. Look, the title track at the end of the album is like seven and a half minutes long, and it's kind of like two songs in one. And the last kind of three minutes or so are all sort of harmony guitars, and then it's got this big finish. And I think if they kind of carry on with that kind of thing, they they could they they could be pretty special. I think so. There's mm. it's one of those I mean, potential they could be huge. Yeah, and I've seen I think I've seen a couple of people already say that it took them a couple two or three listens to yeah. click with it. Yeah. So and it, and it is and it's something you can probably put on the background. So I, I won't I won't ignore it from this point. Uh, yeah, it's quite easy listening. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. um, look, like I said, one to one to check out, and look, most people who have been listening to this have probably heard it already. So you know, um, let's do a couple of EPs. 
in, in the middle because there was there was a couple this month. Um, we'll start with our mate Nige and Chupacabra, uh, the 45 with Ashes EP. We had it for a while before release, uh, three track EP. They've been on the podcast as well to talk about it. That um, we all love this, all three tracks, don't we? And I, I can't wait to hear what what they do next. This is top draw modern thrash for me, particularly Burn the Clowns. Fucking love that song. Absolutely nailed it on that. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah yeah. I echo what you said, but it's what's what I like about it is it, it's it's unmistakably classic thrash. You know, it's 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 basis is is classic thrash. There's no no denying that. But it just sounds so contemporary. Yeah. There's no, it doesn't sound like a throwback at all. It sounds fresh and heavy. And I think, I think there was a bit of, there's enough 21st century, I suppose, you know, mellow, death, groove in the mix there. Um, and I think Heather's vocals, they're very, you know, they're not, they're very modern. And, you know, you could put them on other kind of sort of recent metal bands. And I think you've got that dynamic that just stands them out. Um, but yeah, it's it's for me, and like I say, obviously we know Nige is a he's a top bloke, but it's just what what I like is he he's he, he's not young, and I and I no no mean don't be disrespectful of that he's not a young man anymore, and yet he's coming up with something really fresh and contemporary. Um, yeah, completely. But you know, you'd you'd you you would hope young whippersnappers are doing. Uh, because they want to inject you is, is that what you call a, a backhanded compliment? Yeah, God. <laughs> well, no, no, it, it is. Because no, you know, you're really good for an old man. That's what you're yeah. trying to say. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's more of a, you know, you always get so many young people out there doing wonderful things. And, you know, for, for someone who hasn't been, I suppose, a, you know, a, in a professional musician to that, you know, extent. The fact that you can sort of drop drop something like that, um, yeah, it's like yeah. Where, where we go. Why, why have you not done this before, man? Come on. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel's in a band called Witch before, which uh, you know we weren't familiar with. We didn't didn't know him, but I think um, yeah, look, we we I do believe there's 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 a, a few more songs that have already been laid down. Heather's doing yeah, yeah, at the minute, yeah, and and there's there's a full length to come early next year. So can't wait for that. It, it, it's gonna. That's it. I mean, you know, the support that they've got as well from the community—it's—it's yeah—it's already a, a big anticipated album. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, yeah, fair play to him for that. Let's let's look forward to what comes next. Um, a quick shout out to a uh, a British hardcore band called Final Nail released demo EP on August the twenty fifth. Um, proper UK hardcore, no frills. I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. I do like good old UK hardcore. It, nothing else to say about it than that, but it's it's fucking good at what it does. Yeah, yeah, solid hardcore. But I have to I have to commend them because, to my ears, I believe that they have sampled um, the, uh, one of the synth riffs in the Day of the Dead soundtrack by John Harrison at the beginning of the end. All right, we'll have to find that out. That's sure. uh, yeah, that 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 that. that takes my ears straight away so yeah there you go final nail you get the nerd seal of approval so yeah that's yeah. that's that's look clearly with what we've been listening to so far that's a rarity so yeah um yeah we'll we'll uh we'll find out on that one uh and then the other ep that came out this month that we really fucking like and i know padre loves this one as well is is doomsday self-titled ep um <laughs> the, the, the the they released an ep late last year or early this year whatever it was that was it was fucking absolute quality as well. Um, called Depictions of Chaos. This just takes on to another another fucking level, really. There's, e there's even a Metallica cover thrown in for good measure. So look, I'll let Padre have this one because he loves it. Yeah, um, I think actually, firstly, the Metallica cover is trapped under ice, and um, yeah, it's it's just pretty it's pretty cool. I think they do they do it more than justice. Which makes um, a change, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, I mean, trapped under ice isn't one of. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've never had really an issue with it. I, I think it's more than, you know, worthy to be on Ride the Lightning. Um, I don't think it's a bad song at all. But you know, it's nice to see. It's nice to see one of those lesser, vaunted, lesser, lesser vaunted Metallica tracks get covered by a band. Um, and I think you know, because trapped under ice is 
gets overshadowed by a lot of their other songs, but it's a thrash song. You know, it's it yeah, Trapped Under yeah. could probably have been on Kill 'em all quite easily. Um yeah, so that's it. Um they've got they've got quite long song titles, firstly. So is it I, I, this is why I should write stuff down. Is it Ascending the Gates of Hell? Heaven? On the EP, the track? That's probably the standout track for me. Um, so I'm going to have to look this up. But it, it's they've, they remind me... I I've, I've, I listened to a bit of uh, Chupacabara as well. Um, they, they seem to be on the, in the same uh, same vein as that to some extent. And I, I, I really think like the production on this Doomsday EP. And I think, um, as well, the the other the other EP they they've done the Rift City promo from twenty twenty two as well. Oh, sorry, Attaining Heaven by Force is the single. Um, it's really good. I mean, it's it's Poison Disorder, Agony Blossoms Fear, Attaining Heaven by Force, Depictions of Chaos. Those four that, songs. That, that's really that's good. the that's the previous EP. That's Depictions of Chaos. That's you listen to it all in one hit. Yeah, I did. That's, I think that was yeah. On, on this one, you've got blood tactics, inherit the flesh, stay away from me, and then obviously the cover of trapped under ice. If you put all oh, that yeah. stuff together, because like you say, you have got the right. yeah. promo, and then you've got a couple of other yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, what I did is like yeah, no, sorry. It's so inherit the flesh, inherit the flesh is great because it's got the um, Hellraiser quote at the beginning. Yeah, which uh, is always, yeah always good. Yeah, um, and. Um, Trapped in the device, obviously. Yeah, blood tactics, inherit the flush, stay away from me. It's all good, man. It's just it's it's quality stuff. It's not too uh the lyrics are good, the vocals are good, it's not too it's not too growly, you know. Um, but it's just it's it's the mixture of fast-paced riffs, and then they slow it down with some chug, some mid-range crunch. I, I'm not gonna go into like, oh, they sound like this and they sound like that. It's just really good stuff. Um, and it's like if you like. 80s thrash, if you like 80s death metal, you're going to detect a lot of overtones from that period. And if you liked it back then, you were like this. But this is why we love this stuff, isn't it? The crossover thrash stuff, like like Power Trip, yeah. obviously, Lowest Creature, Inhuman Nature, all these bands, they just mix all those elements so well and just give it a slight modern twist and it just freshens everything up. And it's an exciting time for for thrash as a whole, Acidara or another one, another Acidara, they're, they're just oh, just sickeningly good. You know, it's all this stuff. They're going to go places. They're going to go places in the next. Yeah, one. potentially. Well, well, yeah, they've got. I think they've got another EP out in November actually, so that'd be one to look out for. But um, but yeah, crossover thrash. I'm I'm all for it at the minute. It's 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 flicking my switch well and truly. Uh, something that didn't necessarily flick my switch though. And this comes back to my issues with death metal was festering grotesqueries from Dripping Decay, which also came out on August the 18th, another album on the same date. Um, very much old school death metal for me, but oh. I haven't I haven't given it enough time, maybe, but it just wasn't dynamic enough. It was a little bit same paced. 30 seconds turned it off. No. Well, I'd, I'd expect nothing less from you. I want to like it because the album artwork is incredible. That's such this, a cool. It's such a cool cover. This is the thing that I I need people to come and like sit down with me and be like, right, this is this is this band, this is why they're good, this is why you listen. And then I've got at least a a, a, a motive that goes beyond just listening and to see if I like it or not. So that's what I need sometimes with music. So, I mean, obviously podcast, great. Um, and then, like you know, if any if you've got people, I mean, everyone, everyone knows someone that's like that person that's always going to be like, right. This is right up your street, and you need to listen to this. I've had, I've got two, so you know, I'm I'm quite lucky on that one. Um, that's you and Rob. So, and you know, on Instagram as well, please hit me up. Tell me, tell me what Padre needs to listen to. <laughs> I will go away and listen to it. If there's he no, takes, there's no short. It's not like there's a shortage if, of stuff out there. Oh, no, it's not the it's not the shortage. It's just that, you know some people are, are more like you know intuitive and they've got more uh what's the word impetus to just get off the ass and go look listen for stuff. I'm more of a like, it comes to me. <laughs> so 
say that, but if you pod me, I will go. I will go. So yeah, you, you wanna... you're going to have a lot of time on your hands as Middle Eastern beauty queen. So you, yeah, you yeah. I mean, look, but if if if, some, if anyone takes time out of their day to actually message me on Instagram or something and say, look, go away, listeners, I will do it. You know, because it would be rude Good. not. To... Good. That's that's a bare minimum. Um, voice of reason. Did you give this a go? What did you think of it? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I um, I think I raised it because I saw a lot of people talking about it that week of release. Um, yeah, I, I think it's decidedly ordinary. Um, it's not. It's not bad. Um, I could quite happily have it on in the background, but there's nothing there to sort of grab me. Um, I think it's just one, if you really like your death metal and just hoover it all up, you'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, yeah nothing, I think, yeah, if nothing... you're a death metal fan, you'll, you'll like it because it, it's yeah. in those boxes, but, but, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, same there's nothing additional. There's no, no, nothing distinctive and uh, there's no X factor pulling me in as someone who is not a death, death metal obsessive. Yeah, so... for, for grumpy old farts like us, it's a bit more of a struggle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so um, look, I'll, I will come back to it and I'll, I'll give it a few more goes because, like I said, I, I just fucking love that the album cover is brilliant. It's just so over the top death metal. It's like an autopsy album cover on crack. So yeah, I'll, I will give it another go. Um, death metal we do like though. Obviously, we like them. Um, Celestial Sanctuary dropped their second album on August the twenty fifth. Insatiable thirst for torment on Church Road Records another awesome label um that this was a huge step up from the first one I, I think this this is how you do modern death metal the production is right the riffs sound huge the guitar tone gives me a hard on it it's the full fucking package and i'm just, not i'm not i'm not standing next to you at the gig well i yeah Perhaps not, but no, I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to that. They played a couple of these songs live when we saw them before, but obviously we're going to be more familiar with them now. So um, little plug, Chelmsford, uh, December the 9th, Radio City Social, Celestial Sanctuary, All Father, and an opening bad to be announced, but it's going to be a fucking great night and no doubt we'll hear a lot of stuff off this album. So properly looking forward to that. But what did you two think of the album? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll put a disclaimer that I'm still listening to it. It's still it's still something I'm growing into. Again, death metal, not often my thing, but it's such a it's such a fucking huge record. And I, it's just how does it sound so huge? I mean, yes, the production works for it, but they've managed to plug into this almost apocalyptic guitar tone. It just makes it sound like, you know, as if it's, you know, hell hell itself is invading. I mean, that album cover is bang on for what they're doing. Yeah, awesome. Um, awesome. But yeah, but, but it is, it's it's not one dimensional death metal at all. It's, there's something to grab a hold of. There's lots of things to grab a hold of in each song. Um, it knows when to pull back. It knows when to speed up. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's that crushing, heavy sound, which just sounds massive at the same time um i i get a touch yeah, of biohazard I, from them like the, 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 okay, the, the right. slower sort of riffs there's that that biohazard new york hardcore kind of groove with a with with the chug it, it's 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 all it's all there they they do mix all those things really well it's it's a they've got their own take on death metal and i think in, in this day and age that's a huge huge thing yeah. i think there's got their own sound I mean, it does sound very much like a, probably what a British death metal band should sound like in this fucking godforsaken hellhole in 2023. <laughs> um, they've kind of nailed what it's like to live live in this country right now. No, I mean, like I say, I, I like it. Um, I'll probably love it at some point. But it, yeah, not being a death metal uber fan, it's just taken me a bit more work. But the fact that I'm willing to work on it and get something out of it says a lot. Yeah, um, it's a fucking quality piece of work. Padre, you've had a blast through this. What do you reckon? It's quality. Yeah, solid. Just, again, it just stood out. I mean, that and the Doomsday EP, I, I've just been listening to them quite continuously for the past seven or eight days, or two weeks now, actually. So definitely worth checking out. And I, I agree with um, The Voice of Reason. It's 
<laughs> it sounds exactly like a death metal album should in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, it is. And look, look full respect for the song titles as well, like glutted with chunder, <laughs> lurid yeah. glow of a dead burning body. I mean, you, I mean you, can't, you can't go wrong with shit like that. This, this is, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the thing about death metal is you can have so much fun with lyrics and, yeah, you know, the, the, how how they um, how they're made and but sometimes it just gets a bit stupid you know sort um, of you know, I, I really like this cousin swivel eyed and gurning in the <laughs> in the shadows I mean yeah. that's just, um I yeah. think that's 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 my favorite track on the album to be fair. Yeah that is I mean yeah yeah I, I remember, I, sorry I mean like Trigenza messaged me he goes like you need to listen to this and it was like all right okay I'll get on it and then he's like Riffs coming out of every orifice, and I and I think that is actually the best way to describe it. It's just when just when you think that there can't be more riffs in the song, there is. There's just riffs, you know. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Exactly. I think right. some. I think uh, I'll be honest. I can't remember why, but yeah, meandering stream of foul fluid. I think stood out for me. Um, but like you say, it's, it's those song titles. It's 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 um, death metal song titles that are brought into. Or sort of dragged into the current age. This might sound a bit harsh, but like, wouldn't it? This, when you've got riffs of this quality, sometimes be quite interested to see what would a death metal instrumental album sound like. Ooh, like if it, if it in there, if it was, but if it, if we're talking like riffs of this quality, like yeah, that would be quite interesting. Or just like you know, if if a if a death metal band. Came up with something along the like, akin to like you know some of the old school like Metallica instrumentals or that would be quite interesting. I think. I, I think it's an interesting one. I think an album like this could work without vocals because there's enough going on. Yeah. With, with the guitars, um, but I don't know. It, it always feels like something's missing. What when you've got no vocals? You mean? Yeah. 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 I think I think you've, you've got to have that 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 gurney vocal delivery, especially with. With this this type of death metal, every time it slows down into those those sort of deep retching grooves, you need that. You've got to have that that vocal delivery to go with it because it just accentuates the rift. And they're they're, gonna, they're over the next twelve months, eighteen months, they're going to have a fucking absolute ball with this album. They're going to go all over the fucking world with it. They'll be doing festivals left, right, and center. The world's going to lap them up, and I think. They will absolutely fucking nail it. So, I think what I will say is I think they've probably got the potential to cross over into the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I'm not saying you know I'm not sort of saying what they should do next, but they've got that sense of venture and that dynamism that they could do accessible metal and still remain dark and crushingly heavy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, watch this like, space. I think is the terminator. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and come see them on December the 9th in Chelmsford as well, Radio City Social. So there you go. Um, if right. if they don't cross over, are you going to send them some kind of like letter on social media like, making them aware of your disappointment? <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Um, I'm very, I'm quite happy to see this tonight that no one's waving pens around. So that's, I just want to, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I will pull people up. But I, I, I comment on like positive behaviors. I, I have not. There are no. No, no. Well, you know. Yeah, I, I haven't got one. I haven't got one. So I, I can wave no. a phone at you, but that's about it. No pens tonight. So. Nah, phones are fine. You know. You know. Um, um, yeah. Going back to the days before pens were probably invented, um, Alice Cooper was unleashed on the world. But all these years later, album number 476 or, or whatever it is. Um, also came out on the 25th of August. Road was the album. Um, what, what can you say about Alice Cooper that hadn't been said a million times before? But this album has, has properly caught me out. I didn't actually know it was coming out for a start. And um, Lee from The Grudge mentioned that it was out. I've got to have a listen to this. And you know what? It is fucking quality. It is properly fucking good, this album. And it, it just sounds like classic... Alice Cooper, bluesy, hard rock, big catchy choruses, got a lot, love it. Fucking yeah, love. no, I'm I'm with you there. I, I I suppose to be honest, what surprised me the most is for the 
what for the most part is how seventies it is. Yeah, properly. This is, you know, he's he, he's been a bit of a comedian through his career. He's tried to stay a bit con- contemporary and usually does it fairly well. But he's just basically said, no, let's let's go back to nineteen seventy four. Yeah, for, for the most part, anyway. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you you haven't really get got anything up here that's you know as good as Schools Out or Welcome to My Nightmare. Obviously not. not. Yeah, obviously. You know, not. It's, it's we're not talking a classic Alice Goodram, but we are talking an an enjoyable one, a one that. You know, it feels quite homely. It's, it's, it's almost a little bit celebratory. You've got you've got a man mm. here that's that's 150 years old and is is still capable of banging out these great songs. I, I don't know what the involvement is in terms of songwriting. I don't know if Nita Strauss has an impact on on the songwriting as well, but um, yeah. I don't quite know what that setup is. But it's just like there's it's there's huge anthems, like proper anthems. Big mm. boots is one, rules of the road. Road Rats Forever. The Big Goodbye is the highlight of the album. It well, is the, a proper, this, proper rock anthem. That 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 is, you know, Desmond Child here with Alice Cooper in it. That is, which is probably that, why I like it so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have to say, to be honest, I think that follows Rules of the Road, which for me didn't work. That that felt like very dodgy countryfied blues, Alice. Uh, it works for me. Works for me. Yeah, no, not not for me, I'm afraid. But yeah, it, as a result, the Big Goodbye came next, and just you know, had, had extra impact. But, you know, as well, it is, it's not just pure 70s. You, like you say, you've got the big goodbye, but you've also got stuff like White Line Frankenstein, which feels like something that he could have done around the time in the mid-90s with Lost in America. Yeah. It's got that sort of 90s groove to it. And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, until I said previously with the Nita Strauss album, I think the her collaboration with Alice Cooper on that on that track, on that, on that album, was my favourite track on the album. So there's a chemistry there. Yeah, very absolutely is. You know, and um, no, I, you, talking about these, these sort of like, well, recent, I think recent inverted commas, but I go back to the late 90s and the Brutal Planet album where it's just easily his heaviest album, probably the only proper metal album that he's done. Um, see, I, I love that album. Absolutely love it. Like Sanctuary is one of my favourite Alice Cooper songs outside of everything on trash basically but it's the fact that he can still do this and still write these songs and and hopefully he's that he's still touring i know he's doing that and i know he does the thing with um hollywood vampires as well but i lay it down here now perfect headliner for bloodstock next year for the saturday night absolutely oh, perfect. yeah I, mean, I, saw, just I, right. I saw him at sonic fair in in 2011 on the friday night or thursday night whatever it was but yeah, great stuff. Absolutely great. Yeah, great entertainment. Um, yeah, I, I think it was two two thousand and ten or twelve. It was it was a bloodstock last time, and it and it was great. And I'd love to have him back. I think it'd be a perfect Saturday night. Absolutely perfect. So, and look, there's great songs on this album that you will undoubtedly play live, and I think the majority of it will fit in with a classic Alice Cooper set. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair play. It's, it's it's great to hear it, and it's actually made me want to go back and listen to the last couple of albums as well that I've not really given any time. So because apparently they're very very similar, so that that's my sort of next job on this now. <laughs> listen, to some, listen to the last couple. So, Incantation, Unholy Deification, also came out on August twenty sixth on Relapse Records. Um, they're not a band I've ever really been a fan of because it's that old school groove death metal, which has never really kind of clicked with me, but I quite like this one. I've not had a chance to listen to it too much, but what I have heard, I do really like. It's got a really good groove to it, but it is a little bit too mid-paced at times. I think it just needs to be a bit more dynamic, but what I've heard, what I've listened to so far, I do quite like. I don't know if you two have given it a go. Yeah, again, I think for me, this this fits into that sort of, like you say, mid-range death metal, which it's solid, it's competent, it's experienced, and you'd expect it to be at this point. But I think, again, there's there's not, I suppose, enough happening to pull me in. Um, I suppose what I like about it is it's got that doomy sort of vibe to it. So yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. it doesn't feel like too ordinary. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I probably won't won't be infusing about this album. It's another one that if you are a fan of old school death metal and you're a fan of Incantation, you're going to love this album because it's, yeah, 
they they are they do what they do, and they've they've they fair play to them. They've stuck to their formula, and they've had a great long career for it. So, yeah, if you're a fan and you haven't already listened to this, which I'd be surprised, then you you will enjoy it, even if old farts like us, not so much. But, um, but again, as with a couple of others, I'm going to give it more goes, and and I'll come back to it later on with with more of an update. So, there's there's enough there for me. Um. Another one, August 25th. Again, fucking just so many on the same day. Seasons Dream in Death by Grave Ripper. What did you think of this? Um, yeah, this, this is an interesting one. I think this, this is, I mean, this is basically Speed Frash. Um, bit of hardcore, bit of punk, bit of rock and yeah, roll. That, that's yeah, that's it. Goes along at a decent, decent pace. Um, I think good for what it is. Riffy, enjoyable. However, and I don't normally like to make these kind of comparisons, but I kind of feel they've been beaten to the beaten to the line by Necropanther. Ooh. Because for me, it's very, it's almost the same it, in terms it, it, of style, yeah, it's a similar type of thing, yeah, and yeah. approach. And I think, you know, I love the Necropanther album this year, and I think the songs were a lot better um, to the point where I I couldn't help but think of them when I'm listening to this album um, and that there was just a few more hooks and things to pull me in a bit more um, and I hate that because it's like I always want to try and listen to each band on their own but it's just it's just so alike um, but I kind of felt a bit awkward but it's um, I, I, you know I'll, I'll come back to it because again it's got that sound I like that's enjoyable that's that's um, you know that sort of pulls me in anyway Um yeah, well, I, 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 I agree with that. I, you know what? I didn't actually, I didn't actually spot the comparisons with Necropanther, but now you say that, yeah, you're hundred percent right. It is, yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's necessarily a bad thing because, like you said, no. that's, that's a banger of an album. But yeah, you're right. It probably does have stronger songs. Ultimately, yeah. When when you're when you've got two bands who sound very, who, who to my ears anyway sound very similar, it, it comes down to the songs and the riffs. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's just the nature of being a music fan. You're gonna you're gonna compare when you're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I do quite enjoy it. I must admit, it's, yeah. um, it's a debut. It's a debut. So yeah, it's a day. Yeah, it's a debut full length. And and the first the first listen, I was like, yeah, I didn't didn't really wasn't a lot in it, but a couple more, and you start noticing the breakdowns in there and, and the, the the hooky little bits, and it's good. They've got potential. They you know they they could do yeah. something. They could do something really cool. So it's, it's a yeah, it's 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 a potential album, I think. So. And, and you know what, stuff like that, great live. So yeah, it would be. yeah, have that, yeah. get that yeah. live show show sorted. Keep at it. You know, get a few, try a few more riffs out. N- number two should be a banger. Get them on tours with bands like Municipal Waste and stuff like that. They'll go yeah, absolutely storm. You know, so they, yeah, that's that's where they need to go. Um. Right, the final one then for this month. This is one that really caught me by surprise because they didn't even know they existed. So the band of Grand Cadaver, uh, the album's called Deities of Death Like Sleep. When I first saw this, I thought it was Deities of Death Like Sheep, which I thought was weird. <laughs> but <laughs> then I, yeah, I sort of pulled myself together. But um, came out Majestic Mountain. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever wondered what In Tune would sound like if Michael Stanner was their singer, but this is kind of what you get um they were a lockdown project this band started in 2020 like i said you've got michael stanner from dark tranquility you've got somebody else from dark tranquility you've got members of tiamat expulsion catatonia so you can kind of kind of gather what it's going to sound like this is actually the second album i haven't listened to the debut yet um the first one's called into the more of death so i don't know what that means it's a bit death doomy it's a bit entombed like i said a bit dismember there's even that touch of sort of the early Catatonia in there, as you'd expect with the members. But this is taking me by surprise. I really fucking like it. Like, really like it. And the more I listen to it, the more I get into it. So I, I, I'm i curious to hear what you think of this. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing we've got to be careful of is, is do they sound like Entombed or are they just using an HM2 pedal? Yeah, it's very HM2. <laughs> That's the thing is we, we can't yeah. we can't just say anyone that uses that pedal it sounds like in two. It's it's although it's so easy to do because it was you know that's they're the ones that did something interesting with it. But um, 
I, yeah, again, I'm very undecided about this album because again, I can't. I, I'll put. I will come back to it, but I'm just. Again, is there enough distinctive stuff going on to pull me in as a death metal album? Um, there, there's some familiar stuff there, absolutely. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm undecided. I'm not. I'm not sure the songs are strong enough. I think I that I, I I felt a little bit like that on first listen, but I have since listened to it many many times because I like Michael Stanner's voice anyway. So I thought I'll, I'll keep giving this a go and. Um, yeah, it gets stronger with more listens. You start picking out more and more of the of the hooky moments. Um, the title track is a proper fucking stomper, an absolute stomper. And it's like moments like that that made me makes me notice more of what's going on within the album. So give it more time. You're a fan of Entombed anyway, so yeah, there's and enough think, of that in there that I think I think I do genuinely think you will like this album given time. Yeah, I mean, I think what what you need is a really good, at least just one great song. Which that, is the, title, that is the title track. Yeah. That's what you then want you've got an excuse to listen to the band regularly, and that that can help. Yeah, um, that does yeah. help me sometimes. So, yeah, my my introduction to Entombed was was to ride, shoot straight, and speak the truth. And yeah, it yeah. Was the, it was the song "Lights Out," which was on a free Kerrang CD, and it was that it was the the hooks in that 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 drew me in and made me want to listen to more Entombed, and I. The title track on this album has got that kind of similar thing. When I first listened to it, the rest of the album was like, yeah, this is okay. And then the title track hit. And then when I listened to it again, it all started to come together and make sense. So the more and more listens, I've I've really started to, to like it. And again, this could be up there in sort of potentially top 20 of the year, I think. Really. Okay, right, right, fair enough. So this is what I mean. August was was a really strong month for me. There's a lot I absolutely love. So and look, there, there was more as well, but these are the key ones that you know, yeah, we wanted to talk about. So, yeah, you know, it's um, it's just the, the album of the year list is getting longer and longer and longer, and I'm not entirely sure how we're going to structure it come December because this it's it's been such a strong year, and I go back to this again, so many British bands in there as well, and again this month, um, Celestial Sanctuary, you know, British bands just delivering the goods. It's just yes. so positive. So uh yeah. Is there anything else we want to bring up before we uh before we sign off and disappear into a puddle of sweat? Do do, do people want me to go to a, a camel market in a couple of weeks? You know, again, hit me up on Instagram. Um, can you uh mail order deliver me a camel? Is that possible? If you go and buy one, I, can I, you I, get, I send you a pack of camels, 20 camels, yeah. Surely they can just walk it, can't they? That's what they do, they'll be fine. <laughs> Um, but um, but yeah, that's yeah. We I I don't need any fucking camels. This is this is Essex, not the fucking desert. Um, I will say uh, one yeah, thing. Say, Essex is a cultural desert. Um, I will say though, uh, Venomous Concept UK tour just been announced. Something I did not see coming, which is really fucking cool. And I think we need to talk a little bit about just before we go, what the fuck is going on with Tumbridge Wells? <laughs> All of a sudden, I mean, Tumbridge Wells Forum is a famous old venue. Um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with it, but it used to be a public toilet. And when we were younger, sort of in our uni days, it was a really commonly used venue for a lot of bands. And mm, then it went, it's yeah. been dead ever since. But now all of a sudden, every band and their fucking dog is playing there. And the reason I bring up Venomous Concept is because they're playing there as well. And I, I don't fucking live 10 minutes from there anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, I, the thing is, I was closer-ish, but it was without a car. It was always a bit of a nuisance with trains. And it's like you had to hope the gig finished at half ten so I could get home back to Surrey. Um, now, I'm in the same county, but I'm much further away. So, um, yeah, just a little I need, bit. I need, I, need, I need a car. And yeah, don't get me started. I was supposed to see Ash the other week. And I was really looking forward to that. Ash in the time we drove forward. But um, bloody train strikes. So I, I couldn't even sell my ticket because it wasn't a PDF. So I'm pissed off at that. Although, funny enough, they're, they're doing a tour again soon and they're playing Bex Hill. So See, that's another thing, the South Coast yeah. as well. This, this yeah. again, Bex Hill, Hastings. Hastings got the, yeah, I mean, Hastings, Hastings has had a long association with punk um, and, and, and bikers as well and all of that. But all of a sudden, it's it's these places, they're popping up and, yeah. you know, booking agents and, and, and promoters are, 
starting to use it again. And it's 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 fucking great to see because everything in the southeast is all about London usually. And that venomous concept tour, they're playing Tunbridge Wells, they're playing Colchester, they're playing South End. And I think there's like 15 dates. Well, they're, they're not. I mean, they're playing a smaller venue in Brighton than Chalk. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's. I, mean, made, who, I don't know. Are we seeing? Are we seeing a turn with the the like the tour? I of think so. Again, just done, you know, small venue, big 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 tours. Yeah, too expensive. And I think I think what we're seeing maybe is we talked about tour where bands are having a choice about going into Europe for a tour for a bit or Britain for a bit. And I think yeah. these are just the, these are just the tours where Britain where Britain is getting selected. I mean, in the case of Tumbridge Wells Forum, I think I think the last week you've had Mutoid Man play there. Yeah, yeah. You know that. That's. I mean, I would never, never got that into that band, but that's a fuck. You know, that's a hell of a show. Yeah. Uh, Conjurer. Yeah, I think it's been played played recently or will will play soon. Um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of indie bands I like who played there recently. It sold out straight away, and it's and you've got yeah. Burner and Allfather as well in oh, Christ, yeah, I'm, the Oh, Christ, Yeah, I mean, but that, I mean that's a bit more, you know, lo- local as well. But even so, that's that's um, that's great to see, and it's it's yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be making living decisions so I can at least get there by car easily enough in the future because yeah, you know, there's so much going on in this sort of neck of the world, and I mean, it's Kent. The only thing we're famous for in Kent is fucking you know producing brexit voters yeah pretty much um so 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 yeah it's it's great to see but i do think i I think there's you know bands want to play and i think they want to get into it with crowds again and i think because i think there's maybe a better attitude and gig etiquette certainly at metal gigs than there was before covid i think that's kind of following through and i think we're seeing that what the bands are doing yeah, it's 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 all positive. It's all positive, and and you look at uh, you look at the obituary tour, and they're just about getting to the end of the tour now, and virtually every date is sold out. Um, I think like the only one that isn't is Liverpool, and they moved that to a bigger venue because the original date sold out. So it's it just proves that there's a hunger there that bands can do big tours of the UK. They don't just have to do Manchester, London, Glasgow, and that's it. They can do proper regional tours. And people will come, and it's. I hope it. I really hope it continues because it just makes such. Don't get me wrong. You know, London's great and it's got bags of great venues and and whatnot. But it's just so nice to see. Oh, bands playing in Carcass was another one. They went everywhere. You know, so and it was the first UK tour they've done in a couple of decades. So, the the more it happens, the better. And I, I hope it does continue. Yeah, the southwest as well, where me and Padre are from, was always starved of. Oh, just don't even go there. Yeah, and uh, venomous concepts playing in Plymouth, so it's just yeah, full absolute full respect. I've full got respect. a um, I've, I've I, you know I've been delving back into the uh, interesting world of metal studies oh, the last couple God. of days. No, 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 this is interesting. I think I think we need to do. Um, you you've got two minutes. An episode on this. Okay, so you know battle jackets, familiar with them, well, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been reading um some peer-reviewed articles on um an ethno an ethnographic study of battle jackets, and you know it, there's some interesting nuggets in there. So I'm I'm what I'm thinking is maybe we do an episode on battle jackets, and we can get a bit you know bit techy on that one. Because, you know, there's more to them than just patches. All right, you know what? I'll let you have that. I think the, the battle jacket is very much having a, a renaissance at the minute. It's never been away, but at the moment, it's it's very, it's, it's it's and it's great to see. You see so many more battle jackets at gigs now. So, you, look, we'll let you have that. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do something on battle jackets. But we, we yeah. need, we need um, involvement and opinion from listeners and followers on social media. So we'll put this out in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about it and... Yeah. What what it what does it all mean? Because to the outside world, it probably looks ludicrous, but to us, it's just it's, it's not even it's, it's not even it's not even as a what does it look like to the outside world? It's what does it what does it represent for you personally? Yeah, it, it's very much like a, a canvas of your one way of looking at it is it's a canvas of your life. Um, other yeah, ways of other ways of looking at it are um, it could be. A, a specifically themed jacket so they're called tribute jackets so let's say you had a friend you passed away 
then maybe the Pats jacket is their favorite bands. That's a tribute jacket. Yeah, or I've, seen, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's yeah. it's one specific band, or you know, maybe it's the scene, it's a specific scene, or it's a yeah. geographic location. And then there's just like the 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 classic jackets, which uh, represents social ties and uh, connections. And then the modern jacket, which is um can be interpreted as um a particular political stance, religious belief, social values, like bands that represent your social values. So there's like it, this. It's interesting that I mean a patch jacket is not just even if you're not consciously going right. I'm going to put that band on it. What criteria are you using when you make a um a patch jacket, a, a battle jacket, and are you even aware of that criteria? Is it is it is it more on a subconscious level? I think it is, and I think it's worthy of a discussion. Plus, the fact they're just cool to talk about because everyone's they're fucking got... cool. Yeah, of course they are. Of course yeah. they are. Well, I tell you what, we'll come and back. They're, they're, they are the one thing, the one thing I think, more more so than studs and leather and jewelry and tattoos. That's what sets metal apart from all the other subgenres, from a aesthetic point of view. What more can I say to that? We'll come back to that in a couple of weeks. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, and until that point, um, we are back next week as well. I believe we have a couple of guests. We just got to kind of nail that down, but uh, confirm that in the week. Um, That's next sure week, then. though. Next Friday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week. So uh, are we I, announcing I, that now, or we we well, leave I, it? I, like I said, got to, I've just got to confirm nail down a couple of things. But I believe that's the case. But I will confirm that over the next couple of days. So uh, it's going to be big. It's going to be good. And uh, until then, thanks for listening and uh, stay metal. <laughs>